Now the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread were only two days away, and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some sly way to arrest Jesus and kill him. But not during the feast, they said, or the people may riot. While he was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of a man known as Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. And some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, Why waste this perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. And Jesus said, Leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, and, they, and you can help them anytime you want. But you will not always have me. You, she did what she could. She poured the perfume on my body beforehand to prepare me for my burial. I tell you the truth. Wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priest to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted to hear this and promised to give him money, so he watched for an opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, when it was customary to sacrifice the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples asked him, where, does, where do you want us to go and make preparations for you to eat the Passover? And so he sent two of his disciples, telling them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. Say to the owner of the house he enters, teacher, the teacher asks, Where is my guest room, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. The disciples left, went into the city, and found things, just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus arrived with the twelve. And while they were reclining at the table eating, he said, I tell you the truth. One of you will betray me. One who is eating with me. They were saddened. And one by one they said, Surely not I! And Jesus replied, it is one of the twelve, one who dips bread into the bowl with me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to the man who betrays the Son of Man. It would have been better for him if he had not been born. While they were eating, Jesus took bread. He gave thanks, and he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take it. This is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them. And they all drank from it. This is my blood of the covenant, poured out for many. I tell you the truth. I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. Jesus told them, You will all fall away. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter declared, even if all fall away, I will not. I tell you the truth, today, yes, tonight, before the rooster crows twice, you yourself will disown me three times.
But Peter insisted emphatically, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the others said the same. They went to a place called Gethsemane. And Jesus said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him. And he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that, if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba! Father! Everything is possible with you. Yet not my will be done, but your will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so you not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Once more he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back, he found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. Returning the third time, he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough. The, the hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared. With him was a crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is a man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. And going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. And the men seized Jesus and arrested him. Then one of those standing near drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Am I leading a rebellion that you would come out to me with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you teaching in the temple courts, and you did not arrest me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then everyone deserted him and fled. A young man wearing nothing but a linen garment was following Jesus. When they seized him, he fled naked, leaving his garment behind. They took Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests, elders, and teachers of the law came together. And Peter followed him at a distance right into the courtyard of the high priest. There he sat with the guards and warmed himself. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were trying to look for evidence against Jesus so they could put him to death, but they did not find any. But many testified falsely against him. Their statements did not agree. Then some stood up and gave false testimony about him. We heard him say, I will destroy this man-made temple and in three days will build another not made by man. Yet even their testimony did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. And again, the high priest asked him, are you the Christ, the son of the blessed one? I am. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. 
And the high priest tore his clothes. Why do we need any more witnesses, he asked. You have heard this blasphemy. What do you think? They all condemned him worthy as death. Then some began to spit at him. They blindfolded him. They struck him with their fists and said, prophesy. The guards took him and beat him. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she looked at him closely. You also were with that Nazarene. Jesus, she said. But he denied it. I don't know or understand what you're talking about, he said, and went away in the entryway. When the servant girl saw him there, she said again to those standing around, his fellow, he's one of them. But again he denied it. After a little while, those standing near said to Peter, surely you are one of them. For you are a Galilean. He began to call on curses on himself and swore to them, I don't know this man you are talking about. And immediately, the rooster crowed the second time. And Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows twice, you will disown me three times. And he broke down and wept. Very early in the morning, the chief priests, with the elders, the teachers of the law, and the whole Sanhedrin reached a decision. They bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Are you the king of the Jews? Yes, it is as you say. The chief priests accused him of many things. So again, Pilate asked him, aren't you going to answer? See how many things they were accusing you of? But Jesus still made no reply, and Pilate was amazed. Now it was custom at the feast to release a prisoner whom the people requested. A man called Barabbas was in prison with the instructionists who committed murder in the uprising. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what he usually did. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? Asked Pilate, knowing it is out of envy that the chief priest had handed Jesus over to him. But the chief priest stirred up the the crowd to have Pilate wreath Barabbas instead. What shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews? Crucify him, they shouted. Why? What crime has he committed? But they shouted all aloud, crucify him. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. He had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. The soldiers led Jesus away into the palace, that is the praetorium, and called together the whole company of soldiers. They put a purple robe on him. And then they twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on him. And they began to call him, Hail, King of the Jews. And again and again they struck him on the head with the staff and spit on him. Falling on their knees, they paid homage to him. And when they had mocked him, they took off the purple robe and put his own clothes on him. They led him out to crucify him. A certain man from Serene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus was passing by on his way in from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. Then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him. Dividing up his clothes, they cast lots to see what each would get. It was the third hour when they crucified him. 
The written notice of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. They crucified two robbers with him, one on his right, one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads, saying, So you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from that cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let this Christ, this King of Israel, come down from the cross that we may see and believe. And those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. And at the sixth hour, darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice. Eloi! Eloi! Lama sabachthani! Which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, listen, Calling Elijah. One man ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on a stick, and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now, leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus heard his cry and saw how he died, he said, Surely this man was the Son of God. Some women were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James the younger and of Joseph and Salome. In Galilee, these women had followed him and cared for his needs. Many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem were also there. It was preparation day. That is, the day before the Sabbath. So as evening approached, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the council, who himself was waiting for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate was surprised to hear that he was already dead. Summoning the centurion, he asked him if Jesus had already died, and when he learned that the centurion said it was so, he gave the body to Joseph. So Joseph brought some linen cloth, took down the body, wrapped it in linen, placed it in the tomb cut out of rock. Then he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joseph saw where he laid him.
the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early in the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb. And they asked each other, who will roll away the stone from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus of Nazarene, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him, but go. Tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. Then you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the woman went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone, because they were afraid. 